The scripture reading is from Deuteronomy 30, verses 9 through 14. Let us listen to the word of God. And the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all your undertakings, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your livestock, and in the fruit of your soul. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, just as he delighted in prospering your ancestors. When you obey the Lord your God by observing his commandments and decrees that are written in this book of the law, because you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, surely this commandment that I am commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross the other side of the sea for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The reading from the Gospel this morning is from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Just then, a lawyer stood up to, the, to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, Who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise the Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near to him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him, and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to, to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. I have to admit, now, y'all know that I don't preach very often. And when I saw that the story of the Good Samaritan came up for the gospel reading for today, I was a little bit underwhelmed. That's really one of the stories that many of us remember from Sunday school when we were little kids. And it's been told over and over and over again. Indeed, Lynn did an excellent job just now. And so part of what I like to do when I do preach is like to come up with a new insight that maybe most of you haven't thought of. Well, it's hard to do that with the Good Samaritan because we've all heard that story over and over again. But then I thought about how often I watch movies. And there are times when I would rather watch an old movie that I have seen dozens or maybe even many more times than that um, than going and watching a new movie that I don't know what, what it's about and it doesn't sound very interesting anyway. And what happens some of the times when I'm watching these old movies over and over and over again is I'll see something new that I haven't seen before. And it surprises me, because after you've seen a movie a couple dozen times, is there really anything new that you haven't seen? But sometimes there is. And then it changes the whole movie for you. So today we're going to look at the at the um, story of the Good Samaritan 
I did a little research in some of my commentaries and tried to, to get to the bottom of things. And uh, the readings today really do tie together. The reading from Deuteronomy talks about um, Israel obeying God's commandments and being prosperous as their ancestors had been. Now some people kind of stop at that part about being prosperous. But we're going to go on. Because the important part of that passage is following God's commandments. At one time, during the days of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the children of Israel, while not having any land, were a mighty nation. And when they went down to Egypt um, to escape the famines, they were a mighty nation that caused even the Egyptian pharaohs in time to fear them. And so they made them slaves. But God did not give up. He did not leave them alone. He brought them out of the land of Egypt, brought them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness to enter the promised land. And so again, God promises that prosperity if they follow the command. Well, Jesus talks about that command with the lawyer. The lawyer wanted to know about getting into heaven. That's kind of what we're all kind of interested in, I think, at least at some point. Um, And so Jesus asked them, what's the Bible say? Well, the lawyer had the right answer. But then he wanted to get a little clarification. So just who is my neighbor? And that's when the story of the Good Samaritan comes in. So we'll go through this a little bit. I'll talk a little bit about the different characters. Um, The first being the road that the man traveled down, the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. While I have not personally traveled it, um, I've been told that it was, at least in those days, a very dangerous road, that there was full of thieves and robbers along the way. And the man fell um, victim to some of those robbers. Now, the term robbers that's used here happens to be the same term that is used of Barabbas and also of the two thieves that were crucified with Jesus on the cross. So there's a connection there. There's a connection. And so we look at the, at the characters who walk past. First, there's the, the priest. Well, he's one of the highest religious leaders in the, the Jewish religion, and he certainly knew the law. But that's probably why he passed on the other side, so that he didn't become unclean and therefore not be able to perform his duties as a priest until he had gone through the ritual cleansing that was necessary. And so eh, there might be a little bit of justification for that because he had his religious task that he had to fulfill and touching someone who was in um, near-death state would certainly make him ritually unclean and thus not allow him to perform his priestly duties. Then there's the Levite, and he was a lay leader in the Jewish religion, also knew God's law, 
and he too passed by on the other side. And it's probably for similar reasons as the priest, because he was probably on his way to perform some religious duties in Jericho. And he would not be unable to fulfill his duties, the calling for which he was answering, if he had become ritually unclean. So then there's a Samaritan who comes by. And as Lynn said, Samaritans and um, the people in Judah and Jerusalem did not get along. To call them enemies is, is very accurate, actually. Um, the Samaritans came from um, people who had stayed behind, Jews who had stayed behind in previous generations when the rest of the nation was hauled into exile. And they had kind of lost some of their uh, way, I guess, according to the Jewish religion, had intermarried with some of the, the um, other folks. And so they had become not a, a pure Jewish religious nation. And that was a lot of the reason for the animosity. But he stopped, and he took care of that man. He bound up his wounds. He used oil and wine. Now, that might sound a little bit strange to us today, and I'll yield to the medical community, but I, I, I know that in those days, oil and wine were often used as um, antiseptics and, and other um, things to help wounds to heal. So he did the right thing. He provided the proper first aid. <clears throat> and then he took the man to the inn um, and paid two denarii. Now, a denarius is a, a pretty well-known uh, unit of currency in New Testament times. Um, oftentimes it's explained as the labor, the wage of a day laborer for one day. And so that kind of gives us a point of reference a little bit to um, our economy. <clears throat> but in a little bit of more research that I did, I found out that it also is about what it would cost, a denarius is about what it would cost to stay in an inn for a month. And so there was, the Samaritan gave two months worth of inn fees, and then he'd say he would pay more if more was needed. <clears throat> one of the descriptions from one of the commentaries that describes the Samaritan said that the Samaritan's love was spontaneous. It did not have to inquire into the law. It was disinterested, kindly, personal, and effective. Without hesitation, the Samaritans stopped to help this man who was near death, who had been beaten senseless. He didn't have to think about it. He didn't have to come up with some kind of justification. He just did the right thing. And so in the end, Jesus asks the lawyer, well, who showed mercy? The lawyer says, or who, who is a neighbor? And the, the lawyer replies, the one who showed mercy. He didn't reply, the Samaritan. He couldn't bring himself to even say the word Samaritan and admit that an enemy 
help this poor man, but as the one who showed mercy. That is, was the message to the audience of Deuteronomy. God wants you to show mercy. He's not asking something that's too far away. He's not asking for something that's too hard. Indeed, he has put it on our hearts that we should show mercy. And that's what God's love and grace is about. The forgiveness that we have received only comes through God's mercy to us. And what God wants us to do is to respond by following Jesus' example. Jesus' example was to show mercy to other people. And so that is our task in life, to be merciful, to show mercy, not just to people that we think deserve it or have earned it, but to everyone, as Lynn said, even to our enemies. That's truly the sign of God's grace and love living in us, that we can show mercy even to our enemies. And so we are to follow the example of Jesus. Number one, Jesus met people where they were. The lawyer asked the question, Jesus responded and taught a lesson in the way, along the way. He met him where he was. Now, we don't really know how the lawyer responded. <clears throat> there are other stories that are in the, uh, the Gospels about how Jesus had had similar conversations with other people, and they went away sorrowful because they knew they couldn't do it. But it doesn't say how this lawyer went away. So being the optimist, I'm going to say, he got Jesus' point. We need to show mercy. And just like God was with the children of Israel throughout their time in Egypt, he did not leave them. He was with them all the time. He led them out of Egypt. He was with them through the wilderness to lead them to the promised land. In that same way, God is with us. He will not lead us. He will not forsake us, but he will lead us to where we need to go. And he will enable us to fulfill that command that he has given to us to show, to show mercy. So again I say, go and do likewise. If you found this podcast inspirational, I would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church. Please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. Our email is 
office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.